What's good? 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 Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! We back! We back! We back! Welcome back! Welcome back! Welcome back! The vocals crazy though. Welcome back! Welcome back to another episode of the Mind Bully Podcast with the boy, with the kid, with the lover, with the lover boy. <sighs> <sighs> That's me breathing because I'm talking so fast. Norn Sodiase, thank you very much. Thank you so much for being back. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't express how much I care about you guys and what we're building with this. It it brings me so much joy. I know the energy is too much right now. Tone it down. Just two notches. One, two, breathe. But I'm so happy for this family we're building here. It's It's special when... Again, I say this like every episode, but when I press record, it's just like new life. It's special when you have something like this podcast pouring out real energy, pouring into people's lives, just trying to change their day and give them a, a spark plug to end and finish their week off. It's special when you have so many people invested in one system and, and they're living out their lives in, in one way and this way all together. It's very special, and I'm so privileged and so thankful for being one of the guys to help push that positivity and that that service message out there. So thank you very much for tuning in again to Episode 6 of the Mombly Podcast. Please, please, please stop what you're doing right now if you haven't listened to the last episode. I talked about, God, I should probably know what I talked about, but, you know, this is energy flowing off the top and... uh no edits. So uh, I do know what I was talking about, though. Last week, I talked about passion and taking off your mask and stepping into who you really are. Please, please, please go listen to that. I feel like that would really help you in your week, help you in your month, help you in your life, because a lot of us play this facade. You're, we're wearing this facade and and living a life that you think people think that you should live. Or you think that that's the way to, to get you to that next step, but you really feel stuck in the midst of all that because you're not being your true self. If you need any, you know, not even advice because I'm a novice, I'm a novice lifer. But if you need any help or tips or serving service from me, that episode would really help you in that way. So thank you. Please go listen to that. Also, if you haven't reviewed, rated, Please, please, please. Again, I'm begging, not begging, but please, if you like this content, if you find value in this content, please leave a review because I know so many people will benefit from this type of atmosphere and this type of passion and this type of love on each other that we're doing through this Mind Believe podcast. So many people need this in their life right now. You never know what somebody's going through. So if you put out a re review, it boosts it up on the algorithm. And we up, we showing up every single week on, on the chart. So thank you so much for that. And this week's episode, man, episode six, again, I want to do things different because I'm learning, you know, episode six, it's not like a, it's episode 4,000, like brother, relax. Again, I always structure this pod and I've been taking real feedback for each and every episode to help me, you know gain my little muscles, get stronger and build for the next podcast. And um, for this episode, I kind of want to revert to episode four style where I was just free flowing and talking, not in a ranting, you know, getting stuff off my chest because I'm not particularly at this stage. And I'll get into that in a second with the check in, but just kind of in a testing it out. You know, I'm a very passionate guy and I feel like that's a better way to be Norrance and just flowing as in a passion perspective, like in a view and a lens of just speaking from the heart other than show notes and topic one, two, three. Nah, that's that's not really me. So with this episode, I want to flow and just be myself. So that kind of leads me into check ins, but not really. I need a better you know, segue, but check ins again. I introduced it last week. I'm going to tell myself tell you guys how I'm feeling, how I'm doing in this current moment. And so I'll do so now. I'm, to be honest, I'm about a six. And this isn't like a bad six. It's not like a, 
ill. He's at a six. Like he must be going through real problems, real life. And I know a lot of you are, but I'm in a six of because I'm in a stage of transition. Stage of transition, meaning I just recently relocated to Detroit. I'm playing for a team out here and I really haven't had time to breathe. Honestly, I've been running around doing different things, playing, practicing. Uh, I actually sprained my ankle, so I haven't been playing and practicing, but I've been up there with the guys, you know, trying to be a good teammate, um, learn and, and, and work through the organization, things like that. Also, with a business venture that I have and also with this podcast, it's been really, you know, stressful. Life has hit hard and I've have to I've had to dive into, you know, some core principles that I've learned over the years. And and honestly, over the quarantine that helped me is just waking up every day, tapping into his presence. That's where I'm rooted in. Like without that, all this, this, this two days, this fast lifestyle, it, it can take your breath away. It could take your focus off who you are as a person. So I've had to revert to what I'm rooted in one, two, my time management and three, actually doing each task on my schedule with enthusiasm, pouring my heart into people, because I believe this life is about relationships and if I'm scatterbrained to start the day, I don't know what I'm rooted in. I don't know where my backing lies. I can't build and have a consistent process with other people if I don't love the relationship I have with myself and my God. So that's what I've been kind of working through. I say six because it's been fast paced. Again, I haven't really had time to think and breathe and really listen to my inner self. So I like and value that time I have with myself and God. So I really have to tap in. I honestly, I did tap in a little bit today, but I really have to tap in after I shoot this episode just to reconnect and re-energize and, you know, spark plug my week in that way. So tell me how you guys feel as well. You know, I'm a post, I'm gonna put up a post, how you feel, please, you know, interact with Norris. Norrence wants to know how you doing. Check in with me each and every Monday, each and every day, honestly, and tell me um, how you feel and if the episode helped in that way. So thank you again. Check ins, checking in again. I'm a six. Last week, I think I was an eight. Next week, hopefully I'm a 12. But for this week's episode, guys, guys, guys. The main topic that everybody just loves to chime in to talk about relationships. I'm going to dive in each and every stage of relationships, not each and every, but the type of different relationship we have with other people and the type of relationship we have with ourselves and some key, not key, honestly, yeah, key principles and core values that we need to have in each and every one of our relationships, in my opinion, to really get the most out of them and to live life in a, in a real way, if that makes sense. But without further ado, relationships, relationships, the first topic on relationships that I specifically want to touch on right now at this moment, listen in, are you listening? Are you tapped in? is the relationship with yourself. Because I feel like without, again, like I just said, without that core backing, that core rooting in in who you are as a person, loving yourself, I don't think you can love others. And I feel like as people, again, I've said this, and I will continue to say this on this Mind Bully podcast. It is our duty as people to pour in our hearts, our life, our love into others and serve them in that way. Because relationships is what backs everything in this life. Your transaction at the grocery store after time you have a you build a relationship, a rapport with that person. You know, you talk, you chop it up. It might not be a a rooted a grounded relationship, but it's a relationship. You know, in Germany, quick story in Germany, I did not know. Like I went over there, you go in a grocery store and when you're checking out, they don't got no bags for you. (laughs) Like you have to bring your bags as you're like, 
as you're in there and it, and they go super fast at the checkout. So they're swipe, swipe, swipe. You get, you don't have time to breathe. Like, and they just pile it up at the end and pay. And everybody's just staring at you like, bro, can you get your shit together, please? Like, huh? Like know that nobody's doing anything for you. So, you know, sheltered American, whatever I had to bring bags. And I started like, it was a race. Like I felt like I was on a, a, a show, like how fast I had to bag these um, in my bags. But that relationship after a while, the person started strategically being slower. Like one day she actually like, whoops, I think I bought like toothpaste and she like swiped it slowly and like kind of threw it on the ground. So I had time to like bag them and people weren't pressuring me because we built a relationship. I'd actually like say something German and she'd say something back like, Oh, you play for like, we built a relationship that rapport helped me (laughs) in my situation. So even with that silly example of relationship, I feel like every step of the way in this life, we're building relationships, whether we recognize it or not. With yourself, it's so essential to to know who you are and unpack why the way it is that you are to really understand and know how to love yourself. Step one of really building and connecting, creating new relationships and new love and new life. It's the relationship you have with yourself. Focus on the relationship with yourself so that your love for others blossom. How can you love somebody else if you don't love you? And it's like, it's kind of funny, but in my mind right now, I'm thinking of like a dating process. It's okay. You almost have to date yourself, like court yourself in that way. Like, what do I like? Why do I like what I like? Okay. Where does that come from? Unpack these things that you are and and your thoughts and why it is the way that you are to to have a better understanding of the way you view the world and the way you view others and the way you love others. It starts with you. So with me, I can unpack and and tell you my story. Growing up, it's almost like your self-worth as a kid in those younger years to teenage years, or even now, your self-worth is based on whoever is around you. So if I was in a negative environment, like in the public school, (laughs) kids bashing me, I'll tell my story. Just tell it. I'm saying I'll tell my story. I was a I'm an immigrant kid. Heavy set (laughs) at the time. I have a gap, obviously still have the gap. Um, Black as hell, but beautiful as well. Cute as well. Black as hell. Cute as well. But in that stage of my life, I was just this bigger gap tooth weird shaped head African kid that didn't really fit in with the mold of the school and my environment that I was in. So I was picked on like I was picked on every single day. Like if if it wasn't one thing, it was the next. I was this big black African buck tooth gap tooth kid to some. And then the next day I was hot, sweaty, slouchy, hunchback. I'm adding some just roasting myself. But I was these things to these people and it's over time I I found value in their opinions of me so if I went to school one day and I didn't have on the best outfit that you know that I had in my closet because again let me backtrack immigrant parents ain't paying playing that shit like they don't care what the kids are saying at school what's cost effective they still got the bread but does it make sense to spend bread on your young ass in Middle school or elementary? No, like we got bills, we got other things. Um, so I'd wear these, you know, efficient. I'd say efficient because I can walk, but not stylish clothes and shoes. And they'd make fun of me for it, like for sure. If there was a day that I wasn't on my stuff, like looking good, in their opinion, they'd bash me in front of everybody. The whole school, the whole class would laugh. And honestly. I was always this kid again from the last episode. I was trying to break free of this stigma of being a twin. I was curious of who I could be when I'm being myself that I didn't really, it didn't bother me. And okay. It did bother me. Like it literally did bother me. 
what the heck am I talking about? Like, I'm honestly going through this, unpacking it live. It did bother me. But what I'm saying is I didn't really take it as I hate myself. I don't love myself. I took it as how can I get better? How can I grow? How can I learn from what they're saying? In my opinion, still both are wrong because you shouldn't place value and your worth and who you are in your relationship with yourself through the lens of other people. Is that your rooting? Is that what you're rooted in as a person? Opinions. And so I used to take it as, okay, they roasted me. They all my ass. How could I use this? Like, okay, so I got these shoes. They I, they were stylish. They're called like creative recreations. And those listening will know this for sure. I used to wear them to school every single day. And obviously, if you're listening, you haven't heard that shoe before. Like kids were wearing Jordans. They're wearing Air Forces. They're wearing like the stylish shoes that still are stylish. And every day that I wore them, they would roast me like, boy what are like they would roast me them boxing shoes them ugly glass shoes they was on they was on my ass and for me i was like <laughs> i was strategic like i found one article i think that like eminem i guess was endorsing this brand of creative recreation so i was like hey look look like these are cool like these are the cool shoes like i'm gonna rock my creative recreations like <laughs> And I still wore them every single day to school. Like one, because I liked them Two, I was still trying to be cool with the the whole Eminem factor. Like, hey, this is a popular rapper. He's wearing the shoes. He's endorsing the shoes. Get off my ass. Like I still place value in the opinions of others. It wasn't until I really had to stay and unpack and grow. I think in my high school years that I was like, all right, enough is enough. Like, where's my rooting? Am I rooted in things that people are saying about me? Because that's a a slippery slope again. I I love that slippery slope one, but that's a, it's a kind of unbalanced scale. The love that we all seek from our peers and different people is riddled with conditions. Like, so if I don't have on the best clothes or the best shoes or this stylish popular gear, then I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be valued. Valued. I'm not going to be valued. I'm not going to be validated. I'm not going to feel comfortable in the spaces of going to school or going out in public. I won't feel comfortable because I'm rooted in the opinions of other people. And I feel like if you're listening, a lot of us, chase or go after we seek after that kind of love disregarding our own self-love we're on this journey of seek seek find love 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 that we're not even loving ourselves and i believe it really starts in your younger years if you hear something constantly over and over that mindset and that thought is ingrained in you from others And it could carry out for the rest of your life. Where's your rooting? Are you rooted in those trials and traumas that you went through earlier of how people thought you were? And you're working so hard to overcompensate your body image now. Like, again, disclaimer, I'm not discrediting self-love and doing something for yourself. But are you are you buying things and adding things to your outer appearance or are you? overemphasizing one part of your body image because of the things people said about you in the past, trying to mask it of mask it as self-love doing things for myself. All that is fine. But if you aren't really self-aware of where that thought or where that yearning comes from, in my opinion, it's not possible to really truly love yourself and build that relationship with yourself. This is kind of going on a tangent, but it really allows me to reflect on how I am. This is totally unrelated. How I am when I scroll on Instagram and I see people pose in certain type of pics or see guys do what I would call corny or trying to get attention from people. It's like my first thought is judgment. Like, bro, that's lame as hell. What the hell are they doing? Or girl, put on some clothes. Like, that's my thought, to be honest. But when I sit there and unpack, 
I don't know their story. I don't know what they went through. I don't know the traumas and the trials and the things they went through in their past life that they may be overcompensating or showing themselves self-love in a major way that it feels good for them to to have people like those posts to to love them in that way. But my thing is that love that they're getting, it's hard to balance that with self-love because if it's always rooted from an outer lens, is it really self-love? The relationship with yourself is the most important relationship you can have to start any other relationship because it's easier to flow and to build and to connect and to create with another individual, whether it be in a love or in a family or in a friendship type atmosphere, because you know yourself, you know your values. And I kind of want to segue and move on to family and friends as a Nigerian We're very proud, very proud people, very proud, very family oriented, very traditional type of mindset. So family is everything to me. Again, I have a twin brother, two older sisters that are twins, my dad, my mom, and my basis of everything that I do in my life is always first God, second family, family focused. And it's been tough because my relationship with my family has always been positive, always been good, but If I'm being honest, it hasn't been as close as I would like it to be. This episode is strictly on my side of the deal. Like, what can I do to build and perfect, not perfect that, but make that a stronger bond? Because I feel like keep the family close. That's the theme of life. And if I can't do that, how can I go out and pour into other people if I'm not protecting my backyard, my strength, my family? And so... One of the ways that I'm literally talking this out, because, again, I'm not trying to rant, but I hope this is providing value to somebody else. But one of the things that I'm terrible at is communication, like my text messages. I have over 300 text messages, 150 missed calls. My emails is crazy. And it's like I built that to be a badge of honor after a while. Like, hey, like I'm so important. Like, look. So many people are hitting me up like, bro, that's not cool. Like message people back, message your family back. Like literally, I don't answer or text my own mom back. It's weird. It's not like I don't love them. Obviously, I love them, but my schedule, my mind, I'm making excuses. But this is how I am. Like I need to be better in this age, in this year, in this stage of my life. I'm connecting and and talking to my family because That's so very special to me. Um, It's like, am I getting emotional? No, but like, I feel like this pandemic, if anything that it did positive, it, it was like a relationship accelerator. So it made you realize the relationships in your life that matter and that ones that don't really matter. It made life, we're not immortal, it made death kind of tangible like anybody can go at any minute like take advantage of this moment I'm kind of shaking because it's like the thought of a loved one passing like my mom and my dad it's crippling to me it's it's something I don't even want to say to words so how can I have them on this earth with me now and not make every single moment impactful with love and life and sharing and pouring into them. So yesterday, honestly, I wouldn't pick up my dad's phone call. Why? I don't know. I'm always on the go, but I was literally on the go and I picked up the phone call and I talked to him for like 30 minutes and he really wanted to talk about my situation, how I'm settling in, but I flipped it back on him. Like he's taking this class. How was the class? Did they give you trouble? How was your work? Just pouring in and trying to serve him in that way because That time is special with your family. It's the thought of my family, my friends, this can change in an instant this fast. Like it's not out of fear. It's just like an emphasis on building those relationships. Like the fact that me and my friends and my loved ones someday is our day to go. It kind of sounds weird, but it empowers me like, hey, I have the power to build real relationships in this little time frame. Let's do it. That time is so special. And it's like this new year, this this last couple of years has really 
uh, put an emphasis on that for me. So I've been trying and I still am trying to reach out to each and every single one of my family members each and every week and just talk and pour in and ask them how they're doing and, and try to connect with them in that way because that is the most, most important thing that you can have is that relationship with your family. You can't buy that unconditional love. And again, I'm just flowing because I'm really passionate about people and family and love and and having pouring my heart and wearing my heart on my sleeve. It's like people have this negative thought or negative connotation behind unconditional love because some people think that you can't have unconditional love. You think that that's not a thing other than your family. Like you can't have unconditional love with your friends or whatever. I do. Honestly, I do. This idea of transactional love or transactional relationship with like coaches or or players or or family members or friends or coworkers, it's lame to me. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like for me, I'm so solid and I'm so rooted. And I'm so family oriented, like my background, Nigerian, passionate lover, family guy. I equate my real close friends as family, my real close people, coaches as family. Like it's like when people say happy birthday or I always say family love because I really feel that way. Like that's family. If we've been through a real time, it's not even time together. It's just like real situations, real life struggles. I've I've heart on heart. We've had real conversations. That's family to me. We're building that relationship. So. It's like, I know I said that unconditional love can't be bought from your family, like your actual immediate family. But honestly, personally, I love everyone that I love in my life unconditionally. It might sound like, hell no, there's no way. But in my mind and in my heart, I really feel that way. Now, maybe it might not always be true, but I'm telling you and speaking specifically through the lens of how I think and how I feel it. Once I'm solid with somebody, once I build on that relationship, nothing can break that period, because I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. I know how that person is. We've connected in a different way than anyone else. Nobody can tell me anything about this one person in my life. That's how I feel with each and every one of my real friends and my family. We can go so many ways with this lens of relationship and this idea of unconditional love that I really want to take it and focus it here right now, specifically because it just struck me like a light bulb, coaching, a coach and player relationship. Now, if you're listening and you've ever played team sports or been involved in like group activities, you know it's a family environment, it's a family atmosphere. Literally, in team sports, we literally break out on one, two, three, family or family on one, two, three, or family on three, not one, two, three. But the idea and the the energy behind everything that we're doing is a togetherness, a family type feel. And so when you have a relationship with a coach, it's like a father figure or a mother figure or that type of relationship. That is the foundation of a working and thriving coach and player relationship. I want to focus it here because that's literally what I've been most involved with in my life like I've had coaches in the past that is kind of transactional love hey if you're playing well if you're doing well if you're helping me out I love you if you don't I don't even know your name <laughs> like who are you strictly in like middle school and I don't want to I'm transparent but I don't want to downplay this guy my high school coach but he's my guy but I wasn't a five star. I wasn't a big time player. So our relationship wasn't that until after until I became that. But that's a different story. But I'm saying I'm saying that transactional love is not something that I particularly want in my life or think that that's how a real thriving coaching player experience should be. So I don't have those. And to demonstrate how I don't have those, I'll tell you a quick story about <laughs> something that's going to raise some eyebrows and it's going to piss some people off. But, hey, I don't give a damn. 
backstory of this is my college coach, Texas Tech, who went to the Final Four, um, and this guy did some things for the city, for the team, for the organization that hasn't or hadn't ever, ever been done before in the history of our school. Not only did this person do all that for the school and the team and the city, personally, I would say, if I'm being honest, he is the number, the top five, one of the top five people, top three almost, most impactful people in my life, my entire life. And that is my former head coach, Chris Beard. Now, this man, for me personally, he he taught me so many life lessons that even at the time I was unaware of. He he taught me how to be a better leader. He recognized the leadership qualities I had in me and, and kind of brought them out in a major way that I never could have thought possible. He allowed me to step into who I was. I used him as an outlet for that. He was my guide. Apart from all those things, he really cared about me as a person on and off the floor, off the floor for sure. Um, I went through a real tragedy at my time at Tech, and I'll probably talk about that later on a different episode, but he was there for me every step of the way. We've had real conversations. I've cried. He's cried. We've had big time, impactful life moments, moments that we've shared together. And the part that will piss some people off if you're unfamiliar is this guy leaves our school, Texas Tech, and goes to our rival in Texas. Now, if you're not familiar with this rivalry, it would be like back in the day. Larry Bird from the Celtics leaving and joining the Lakers like almost. No, not even almost even more so like it's something that you don't do. And he chose to do that. And it's it's something I've had a hard time. I've never really spoke about it in public except for now. My belief podcast. But. I told him, I'm like, I'm pissed off, like, like it still pisses me off, like hell no nah. like I'm not rocking with that like you know I'm pissed like I'm mad like what the, like like I should be I, I felt betrayed and saying all that am I gonna fix my lips and say that screw Chris Beard I hate him blah 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 hell no I would I could never fix my lips to even speak something like that because it's not the truth I'm not going to allow my emotions and my feelings toward the situation, towards the school that I love, like Texas Tech, ruin or influence my eyes or a relationship that I have with somebody that's made a huge impact, a love, an unconditional love that I have for a person. I, I'm not tough enough to do that. I'm not strong enough to just switch gears and just say, hate. I hate them. It's not me. It's like your parents get a divorce. And you have to pick one because Mark Adams, the coach that's hired at Texas Tech now, that's my guy. I love him. Same type of situation, same real relationship. Am I going to pick one over the other? Like, no. Like, I'm not that tough. Like, actually, I am going to pick one over the other because Texas Tech, I I choose Texas Tech all the time. But am I going to hate Chris Beard? Like, you get it. No, I'm not going to hate a guy that I actually had a real life relationship with ever. It's not me. And I'm going to take a bunch of shit for it. And this is the moment where I really will say I don't give a damn because for the people that I love in my life, whether it's my friends, my family, former teachers, former coaches, you that's listening. If somebody has something to say about you that I don't agree with, that doesn't fit you as a person who I know you to be, I don't give a damn what they say. I still love you. If you're listening, I still love you no matter what they say about you. And it holds true in every situation in my life. So I'm pissed off. Hell no. Root against them. But I love my Red Raiders and I love him. Two can coexist. I went on that tangent because I know there's people going to be pissed off. But I don't like that's who I am. I'm proudly myself, but I proudly love you, too. That's I feel that's how we all should be unconditionally loving the people that we love, no matter what decision they make. 
Because God forbid, if somebody judged me off those type of decisions, and they will, I don't want that feeling of, damn, I really love that person, but they hate me now for making, I don't want to keep going, but that unconditional love is how I've kind of steered my life in every relationship that I've been in. So let's kind of recap. Sorry, because I know I'm a ranter and I know this type of episode, I'm just flowing and and I have a vision for what I'm saying, but it might not hit certain points for you as a listener. Basically, establish a relationship for yourself with yourself from the love that you have for yourself first Two, the relationship with others like your family members or your friends or a coach in relationship It can be unconditional. For me personally, I have unconditional love for those that's around me. Seriously. Like, I hate this idea of transactional relationships. I don't think that's a real rooted relationship. I can keep going, but I I try to kind of want to focus. But three, this leads me into a relationship with a love or a significant other. Now, for this section, I specifically want to zero in on the things that I could have done better or could can do better for my next relationships and the cons and the things and the baggage that I bring to each and every relationship and the unrealistic expectations that I put on a partner or a love that kind of ends up fizzling out because of those expectations that I have. So When I think about my relationships that I've been in in my life, just upon reflection, thinking and and really sitting down and diving deep into my thoughts and my heart, I found a trend. It's like every relationship that I've ever been in. I ended feeling like I put in all the work, like I shouldered all the effort. It was like 80, 20 or 70, 30, like it wasn't a fair share of the passion, the pouring out to each other. I always feel like it's unbalanced. And this really, this really took some self-awareness and some diving deep and digging into my thoughts to find out, like I played a part in that. Like I'm the reason for that. In every relationship in my life, I always take on the role of the fixer. Like I'm, damn Bob the Builder, like, can you fix it? Hell no, obviously, because it hasn't worked out, buddy. Like, I take on the role of, I see the vision for this person, who she wants to be in her life, who God has called her to be. I can make her that. I can get her there. She should listen to me to get there. Like, I play that. It's almost like I try to force my hand on the relationship. And I take on more so of a role of almost a father. It's like, yeah, I'm daddy, but not in that way. Like I kind of suffocate their voice in the relationship. Not in, I don't want it to seem in that way because I don't do it in such a toxic way. I do it in, well, hell, who am I to say that? Like if I'm just thinking out loud, it's this idea that I know they, their end say, like, I know the road to their life. I know what's right in my way or the highway. I'm such a passionate person, and I feel like if you're listening, you can connect with this. Like, I project my strengths on their weaknesses. So if I don't see them as a disciplined, a super focused, a super driven type of person, I kind of project them to be that. Like, I force my hand and be like, this is why you need to do this, this, this. It will take you there. When that's not them in the first place. And the reason that I love them or I like them is because of the spontaneity or the life and the creativity and just the the energy they bring to our relationship. Like that's a perfect balance. And it's the idea that you're kind of dampening your partner's strengths each and every time you try to project your own strengths on them. It's never just a dance. It's never a tango. It's always just a, nah, we going to do what I do and you going to follow because I know, right? Because I'm almighty Norts. No, that's the problem that I've faced and I make time and time again. It's like, I want the other person to be like me. Like I was talking to one of my friends and he was scrolling on Instagram and 
one of his first, um, well, his first girlfriend, she was his first boyfriend. She's getting married. She's engaged. And he called me. He, we were kind of having this real dialogue. And he's just like, I raised her. Like, how could she? Like, I raised her. Not knowing, like, this was years ago. But how many of us feel the same exact way? Yes, we might not use those exact words like raised. But you feel like you were a vital part in somebody becoming who they are now. So you like, damn, like, I don't get a part in that. I don't get a piece of the pie. Like, I feel like a like a part of you is gone because you still don't get the credit or you're still not reaping the benefits of it. Like, that's probably a toxic trait. I'm not going to lie. But how many of us still are on that train of thought? It's like I talked about self-love. Like, yeah, I love myself now, but. Do I love myself a little too much because I think it's my way or the highway? Like, there's no collaborative feel to the, our relationship. It feels like a dictatorship. And it's it's like, I wouldn't date myself. Like, huh? Like, I love the traits that I have, but I wouldn't date myself. So why do we feel like it's our way or the highway? We don't take a step back and pan out and see that, hey, this person is bringing their unique touch and their special touch to the relationship and thinking about this episode and this topic on relationship it's funny because the little bumblebee the the lady I said lady like she's old the girl that I was talking about in the last episode while we were dating she actually made a pros and cons list of myself with her friends and I still have the picture so I'll read off some cons right now Number one was afraid of commitment. Number two was toes. Number three was talks in third person. Come on. I'm Norris. Like I, I talk in third person. That's true. Uh, number four was says LOL. Thanks, I guess. Number five was Instagram girls, but a different <laughs> word for girls, whatever baggage. And um, <laughs> takes five years to respond. Now, while this is funny, there's hella like funny things on here. The thing that I kind of want to unpack and zero in on is the afraid of commitment. Because, one, I don't think that's true. But I can see how a partner that was with me at the time could see that in that way. I have such a linear focus or view of love in my life from either my parents or the culture or Christ that this is how love should be. If it's not this way, then it doesn't make sense to involve myself with that. And I've like kind of projected that on a partner in every step of the way, kind of causing them to feel intimidated, trying to perform every time they see me or they're with me, trying to be something that they're not just to please almighty North. And it's it's kind of very disappointing when you think about it. It's like my view and and honestly, what I'm trying to pour into them is always to serve them, but I'm doing it in such a way that they feel like they have to perform and they can't be themselves around me. It's the worst feeling ever when I sit here and I think about it. I know that there's so many of us that play this role of we're so passionate, we're so service into the person that we love or that we like or who we're in, but we're not doing it in the ways that would benefit for our partners. I believe it said afraid of commitment because I didn't like the title of girlfriend and boyfriend. I never liked the title because for me, it's like, if that's my girlfriend, I see her as my wife. I'm marrying her. It, like, it's crazy. Like, I, that's my viewpoint on that. It's weird. Um, so I could see how somebody could think that way. If we move on to the Instagram comment, um, I used to like all these different pictures of girls that I like. Not that I like, that would be bad. That would conflict of interest, but <laughs> girls that are my friends or girls that are, you know, just on Instagram, I would like them think nothing of it. And she would have a problem with it, obviously. And it took me a long time to realize that this was an issue. My thing was, I always was like, that's on you. If you insecure, like you should know me, like you should know my heart. Like, it's not a badge of honor. This is a tangent, but tangent. But I've never cheated on a girl that I've ever been with. I've never. That's not my thing. I feel like that is deeper than cheating. It's like values. Like I don't 
skip corners. I'm not that kind of guy, whatever. But I thought that she should know my heart and my mind. Like I don't have to communicate or articulate how I am and how I feel about her in any certain way, but she should just know that if I like this, it's just harmless. Like, no, it's this idea that because you know you, that she should know you like you don't have to reassure or reassess your love or your passion for that other person. That's my common mistake. It's just like, nah. So it goes from the fixer from me almost giving out orders or feeling like I'm controlling the situation like they have to perform. And two, they're not feeling that reassurance either. So it's imagine if you're going somewhere trying to please this person, trying to love on them and all this certain things. And he's not even giving you a little pat on the ass or a pat on the back or love, which I do. But it's not an overwhelming outpour of support. It kind of feels or makes the other person feel closed in or caged in or trapped in. They can't even be them, their real selves around you. In my opinion, just reading this list and reflecting, that's how I feel like I am in the past in these relationships. Moving on to baggage. I was in a long-term relationship and I, my heart was broken and I kind of brought that or still bring that into every and different relationship that I have. It's like the idea that I've shared my heart and poured my soul into this situation with this one girl and to have that been snatched away and have everything that I know be false or untrue. How can I open my eyes, walk into another relationship and do the same thing? Like I'll be damned if I get scorned again. And if you're listening, you can kind of relate in that way that how can we bring ourselves broken from other relationships into another relationship and project like the same thing will happen from pouring your heart out in this one. It's like it's rational, but relationship isn't rational. It's love and creation and energy based. It's just the feel. It's like I'm trying to study for a test that ain't got no damn rules. It ain't got no instructions. It's like, hey, that test is over. This is a new test. And for this new test, it's a collaborative mutual test you're both taking it every step of the way every day you're you're together it's creating it's building it's learning with each other it's a plan with each other but i'm like nah hell nah i ain't gonna be scoring again hell nah so i kind of close myself off while demanding all these things and not reassuring this person this new person this things either so it's like bro you're an asshole you're just useless in this relationship like what are you doing why does this person even like me these are all the things that come to my mind when i think about it it's it's crazy we really have to reassess and do some digging internally first before we start projecting what we want onto somebody else your wants and her wants can coexist the idea that they can't is false. I've realized in relationships, next step, next stages in my life, it's you got to look at it as phases and each phase you're learning something different. In a build phase, if you expect so much from your partner while you're both building, it's demanding. Like that's where you come with that controlling label like that I don't like. Like I don't like to say, oh, I'm controlling. You are. You're controlling. I always have the intimidating angle, too. I don't want to be intimidating to my partner. Like, I'm not Mr. Tough Guy around my girl. That's my lady. That's my old girl. Like, you should feel comfortable being yourself. But we have to really assess. Well, I have to. And think and really sit down. And why am I this way? How can I change the way I am? How can I reassess? How can I recommunicate these things and reassure and show love and in the ways that the individual that I'm with will connect with like I don't know if this makes sense I'm literally ranting but I just feel like relationships they're about building and growing together growing deeper in love through life together through change through adversity through struggle together building that love that you have each and every step of the way it's recreating rebuilding it's like falling in love with the person that you see each and every day over and over again it's a new person 
they're building on who they were yesterday and you're re-falling in love with it. That's live. Like that's, that's so lit. Like, and that's kind of the thing that I've been focused on and getting off my chest, whatever. But for my next relationship, I'm just thinking out loud, but less expectations, honestly. Yes, I have core values that are non-negotiables, but less expectations because with the expectations, I feel like you're finding, you're wishing, and you're hoping for somebody to be this perfect person to walk and sweep you off your feet. Like, that's not happening, buddy. It's more about creating, building, and developing from stages at a time, one step at a time, one stage at a time, together. Influencing the outcome of that person, growing and finding deeper love. It's the idea of learning that person, like learning why is it the way that they are? Like a random example, say your partner loves this one specific song and like to the normal eye or the normal ear, it's like, yeah, it's just a song. She loves this song. But no, you know that she attaches that song to her mom singing it to her every single morning when she woke up. Now her mom's not no longer with us, but you have that deeper knowing of that real life relationship in that real life moment that she plays over over and over in her head so when you play that song for her in one moment while you're going out to dinner it's a different type of vibe because you have a deeper knowing of who that person is I feel like that's love like that's learning and living and breathing and and living life together and creating and that's um, definition for me of true love, true life, and building and creating each day together in a real relationship from a person without a relationship. But (laughs) I hope you guys um, found value in this random ramble episode of relationships because I feel like relationships are the backbone of life. Every single step of the way, it's about relationships. And it starts with yourself, then from your family, your friends, then from love. Love is key. There's nobody in the world that says, hey, today is not the day that I want to be swept off my feet. So when that day comes, it's learning how can you motivate or not motivate, but bring your true self into that person, into that situation to help build and create together in a long term lasting relationship. So thank you so much for listening to episode six, the boy. He came out with it again. Six God, six God, six God. No, but thank you so much. I appreciate the love. If you stayed this long, this is a different episode. Thank you so much. I love you guys. I love you listening. Please, please, please. One call to action. You know what I'm about to say. Leave a review. Follow Mombly Podcast. Leave a review. Rate this so more people can hear this content. Hear how we're sharing our hearts on this podcast. It's not only going to be me for long, guys. I got some different things coming. And also that giveaway, the giveaway, the giveaway, the giveaway. Follow Mind Bully Podcast for the giveaway. This week, the giveaway will be out. The winner will be announced soon. So thank you guys so much. From me to you, episode six.